This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Sushere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Pat, I got to try something. All right, let's go. Rook and Reavers. Kenny will know. Yes, yep. sir. Do you know who Roger Bannister was? Yes. Hell yes. Four-minute mile. Okay, I just... Rook didn't answer. He gave uh, me the I don't know stare. that I would have got that. All right. Uh, well, I uh, was eight years old when it happened, and it was the equivalent in 1954 of Neil Armstrong walking on the moon. Yes, it was. It was fantastically large news because people had been pursuing it now for about three years and trying to set up races where it could happen and then right. nobody could ever make it and finally he made it and, he and now i believe it's 343 yep so. it's my next question he had a uh, long and distinguished career in neurology yes he was a uh, I, I read did you read the little thing about him he worked a shift yep at the hospital in the morning yep then he went in and sharpened his spikes at the at the at some little lab in the hospital. Yep. And then he uh, took a train out to Oxford where he was going to run it, and he ate a little lunch, and then he went out and uh, participated in the race. And they did have it set up, so there were a couple of rabbits guys that went out fast right. to drive him to it, right. which is not totally kosher, but. Uh, close enough in 1954, but yep. yes, he was a a very and uh, he became a sir, I think, as much for his uh, medical achievements as his uh, ac- athletic achievements. So we've only shaved about uh, what'd you say, 17, 17 seconds? seconds off. <laughs> Why do you bring it up? Did he pass? Yeah, he died yeah, in 88, died 88. 88. Yes, yes, but it was it was huge. I mean. Uh, it was, uh, I, I remember it as a kid. It, mm-hmm. it was like all anybody talked about for a week. Can you imagine? Guy broke the four-minute mile. A person running a mile in less than four minutes? Mm-hmm. And, of course, now very few of the races are. They're all 1,500 meters. They're all a metric mile now, right. which is shorter. But back then in this country and, and you know, most places around the world, the non-Olympic type of events were run. Uh, there was a mile run. That was the... Uh, you know that was the that was the distance. And then he got ripped by the press for failing to medal in the Olympics. He finished fourth, mm-hmm. and uh, they thought he in was fifty six in Helsinki. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. The, the fifty six was Helsinki. Yes, I looked it up. I looked up to see who won in Helsinki, and I think a Norwegian won or something like. <laughs> but that. that would have been fifteen hundred meters, right? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah and he finished fourth. 1,500 meter, and he finished fourth, right? You're right, course, though. It was a big, big deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was a famous... Now, this guy ran longer distances, but he was trying to do it, too. A famous Finlander, Pavo Nurmi, in oh, yeah. the early 50s. And Wes Santee from Kansas was a guy who was uh, trying to always get there but couldn't get there. And then I think when Roger Bannister won it, if you were a track person, you've heard it, heard of him, but it wasn't he wasn't one of the famous runners in the world at that time. Who was the American who overcame getting burned? What story am I thinking of? Became a famous runner? What am I thinking of? Look Man, that up, please, on the I Google. Know. I have a question. <laughs> when uh, Bannister was running, was uh, was there a guy named Barry chasing him? <laughs> no, I, not to my knowledge. That would have been a two-minute mile. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I have seen a photo of Barry, and I don't think that he would, Roger Bannister would have had any trouble outrunning him. I, I no. think he would have whipped him. Yeah. I, 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 I have it in my mind that there was a famous, I want to say. Glenn from, Cunningham? Glenn Cunningham. What, Glenn tell Cunningham. me. Okay, he was. He was trying to get the four minute mile, too. Accomplishments. Cunningham completed the 1500 meter event in the 1932 and 36 Summer Olympics, finished fourth and second, respectively. While on the ship traveling from U.S. to Germany in '36, okay, he was voted most popular athlete. Where does it say about burning? Uh, Cunningham unachieved his unachieved goal is the four-minute mile. Unachieved. He never. Yes. Yeah, he never made it. No, as a, as a youth, I think he was hurt in a fire. What Boy, about Jesse be. Owens? Where does he figure in and all this? That's well, the only. Okay, well, uh, he only ran a hundred. He only ran a hundred and two hundred meters. Uh, oh, Kenny. okay. That was a, Cunningham that was, was born right. in Atlanta, Kansas. Grew up in Elkhart, Kansas. Yep. His legs were very badly burned my, God, in my an explosion amazing. caused. Why though? How do you know this? I just remember this for some reason. Uh why are you laughing? His legs now? were very badly burned in an explosion caused when his friend buried. <laughs> You, can't you be straight for ten, no. 30 seconds? It's impossible. No. When at someone the, actually put gasoline instead of kerosene in the can at his schoolhouse when he was eight and his brother Floyd was 13. Yep. Oh, oh boy, Floyd died in the fire. So no. to run a four-minute mile, are you sprinting the whole time? I mean, no, are no, you going no. flat out? No, no, no. You've no. got to pace yourself. Yes, yeah, they did. And back then, uh, you know, Kenny, back in the 50s, even into the 60s, even the 800 meters was run at pace, you know. Yeah. They, they wouldn't kick it until the end. Now these guys, 800 meters, they go out and basically run like idiots the whole time. This I even mean, gets... They pace themselves a little bit. Oh, this even gets better. When the doctors recommended amputating his legs, uh-huh. he was so distressed his parents would not allow it. The doctors predicted he might never walk normally again. He had lost all of the flesh on his knees and shins and all the toes on his left foot. Glenn Cunningham. Uh, Also, his traverse arch was practically destroyed. Yeah, and he became wow. a runner. Yeah. Okay. He became a great runner. Boy, yeah. that's a good memory. That yeah. that should have been a movie, shouldn't it? It probably yeah, was. Yeah, it probably it was. It probably was. I'm sure it was a book. That's where I probably got it. It was from a book. Okay. Speaking of movies. Yeah. Did we really give the Academy Award to a deformed carp having sex with a mute woman? I, I'm unaware That's of the uh, shape. Is that what the shape, shape of, of water, water is about? That's, uh, How do you have sex beauty with a carp? 
It's a be- no. Reavers it's a, tell it's us. It's a guy right. that comes out of the water. It's a monster that comes out. It's the Beauty and the Beast, King Kong, oh, oh. Uh, Phantom of the Opera. Same crap. I can't believe they gave it, it to this. I, f- I, I won't go to it. I saw the previews and I said no chance. In fact, Patrick, upon the the decision that it, that uh, what is it, the Shape of Water had the had won. Water. There are yeah. several people that wanted to change the name to Grinding Nemo. well yeah i didn't realize that we actually uh i'm surprised you didn't go see it pat because your uh taste in movies uh quite frankly stinks Uh, (laughs) and and you'll go see virtually anything you went to see the billboards movie you must think francis deserved that though right oh yeah i'm i'm happy with uh rockwell and her winning okay but uh and uh you know, I would have taken Lady Bird as the Academy Award winner. Apparently, I, I shouldn't really rip this one. I haven't seen it. I just saw the free previews like seven different times and said, "Ah." The minute Gary me. Oldman won, he got the social media feedback because apparently he hit a woman with a telephone or something. I don't know. Uh, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, and I kind of agreed with somebody who said Oldman should have won for best impersonation. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was good. He was good. So apparently, I, the television ratings were awful, lowest well, in no years. No kidding. No kidding. I you well, who wants that. to wa- watch a bunch of these morons yell at us? Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. I and it, I uh, we did not have any Oscar talk on the show. Did well, you watch it, is, it, Pat? Was it, it political? Is, oh yeah, but I didn't watch a lot of it. I I. Uh, uh, it's too hard to pace as to when they're going to announce an award that you might actually be interested in. There's only about six of them, right? And then you got to go through all the other. You know, they should put a program out, like when you go to church, yeah, right. you get a program yeah, right. so you know you know where yeah. you're at in the when hour. When the races start, well, you go to a swimming meet. They tell yeah. you what time the race is starting. That's okay, I only they, have uh, to sit through two more yeah. hymns, a prayer, <laughs> yeah, and then right. the benediction, and then, then we're out of here. And we'll find out who. Uh, was Kenny, the best I told you my famous story, didn't I? I told Pat this uh, uh, when the kids I used to have were. In dance class, they have yeah. a big recital at the end of the year, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and you got it. You got a program. Yeah. You see, your kid's going to be number four, yeah. and then number forty second. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me so guess. I'd go to a watering hole that I frequented, <laughs> and the guy Jeez. said, "I said." Dance recital? I said, yep. <laughs> Join the rest of the yeah. dance over there. Oh. Well, we got to take a break already, Patrick. All right. All right, just a moment. Uh, here we go. The Feisty Wild beat the Red Wings last night. And uh, we had an old-time hockey brawl there. Nick Sealer and uh, this uh, Witkowski, who's a properly named bad guy for mm-hmm. the other team, right? Mm-hmm. Witkowski with a big bushy beard. The yeah, helmets big, were off. They were pounding old, each other oh, right they, in the they, face. That big, was big swings. Time. Big yeah. swings. It was this, a Donnybrook. You know where Donny, the word Donnybrook comes from? Uh, no, I don't. Donnie Brook was a fair outside uh, Dublin. Dublin, Ireland, that oh, was never... known for its descending into drunken brawls. It was like <laughs> it was like lumberjack days, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was like yeah. a uh, 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 softer lumberjack days. <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay. the term entered the lexicon. It's a Donnie Brook, a brawl, a, okay. a fight, free whatever. for all. Yeah, hey, and. 
And of course, Brainerd International Raceway was a, a me, uh, originally Donnie Brook. Oh, Donnie yeah. Brook, right? Named in honor of uh, two uh, friends of George Montgomery, the owner who had died in crashes. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Judd this morning off the air about this uh, inspirational comeback, and he says these guys are so flaky. Uh, that he believes that fight is what drove them oh, to, sure to victory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're so mentally unsound that they need some inspiration, <laughs> and this fight did it, and they came from behind and beat these guys. Well, well, it was, was, the kid brought up it was just, only one to nothing against a lousy team, but that's okay. <laughs> was the kid brought up just to be a troublemaker? Well, he's a tough kid, yeah. yeah. Eden Prairie, you know, he was out there at Eden Prairie when they won the two state titles in 09 and 11, and he played with Nicoletti, and he played with Kyle Let me, Ra- let me ask you guys something. If you get your face pounded in like that, aren't you going to be sitting in the penalty box just crying like a baby? I know I am. I'm just going to be nonstop tears. Wait, and... i got to go back out there? Well, yeah. you don't want to end I, qu- up... I quit! <laughs> you don't want to end me. up with concussions. I mean, look at Bugard. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to be. I there. Mean, well, a lot of the tough there is. There has been a lot of. Now, I don't think this kid is going to be goon goon. You know, he's, no. he's, he's can willing he, to fight. Can he skate? He was oh, mad. Yeah. Apparently, this guy went knee to knee with Parisi. Is yeah, that it uh, which got it all started. So, but uh, yeah, oh, so it was yeah, a protective. He's a role. bit of an enforcer. Yeah, yeah. I had some horrible hockey news over the weekend. What happened? The granddaughter got a bunch of goals. Oh, the grandson got a bunch of goals. Yeah. Oh. I'm not going to be spending my winners. Yep. Yes, back you home. are. See you later, yes, boy. Yes, you are. It's freezing my ass off going yep. to hockey games. Hot dogs, popcorn. <laughs> yeah. You'll be running the concession yep. stand. Volunteer away, time. Parking miles away. Why didn't they just stay in Florida like nice kids that they could have been? You mm-hmm. know? How would Pat down, make as a concession guy, Rook? How would Pat make as a concession guy at a local <laughs> hockey arena? Uh, here's your coffee. Uh, shut up and get out of here, Pete. We got the uh, line here. Let's go. This is the uh, Krabby Coffee Arena. Stop asking me questions. Yeah. Stop it. I don't know how much time's left. I don't know where the cups are. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Pat, old it. Phil won a tournament. Oh, man. He's been playing. He, what, he's top ten the last five times he's played yeah, or something? Yeah, playing great. I love the he's... fact that he thought his playing partner was a member of the media. Did you guys see that? No. The guy, I forget who he was playing with yesterday, but the guy approached him like, hi, uh, Phil, they apparently had never met before. He said, hi, Phil. Uh, hey, wait till after the round, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Not realizing it was the guy who was playing the round. Oh, yeah, that, that reminds me of uh, a sports writer we know. <laughs> Well, it wasn't it. It wasn't it. Russia, Russia, Russia. The so, Indian no, guy. No, 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 no. I'll have to look so. it up who he was playing with. I'll it was it uh, some of that little uh, dweeby-looking kid. That, oh, Tyrell uh, Hatton, maybe. I, I'm not sure. They had one guy there that was kind of a dorky-looking kid. I can tell you who that was because mm-hmm. we're fact-based. Hey, excuse me, sir. I don't have any money. I just, <laughs> I just keep walking. I don't have anything. To I give think you. it was but, Tyrell. But, sir, Hatton. I really like your car. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks. Uh, see you later. <laughs> he didn't say sir. He said. Hey, I was just going to tell you, I thought that was a nice-looking car. <laughs> you fat bastard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Phil mistook Shubnankar Shub, Sharma for the media. He oh, says, he did. He said, so not was, right now, wait till after the round. And it was the Indian kid. The kid <laughs> from Welcome, India who was he he led leading? for like three rounds. Yeah. Sharma. Okay. Then he took his hat off and feels like, oh, God, I'm sorry. You know, he did that whole thing. It was very, very funny. He played it off really well. 
Oh, well, that was that's... worth a million seven to win that title. Man, wow. why don't they play golf? Get your grandkids to play golf, Patrick. You know who put that whole deal together down there and lined yeah. up all the sponsors and everything? Hollis. Yeah. Hollis Kavner. That's, really? That's, yeah, when they were leaving Trump's golf course, this event, and they needed a place to go, and he hooked himself up with this billionaire from uh, New Mexico City, and apparently the billionaire got all his billionaire buddies to support the thing, and it's been a raging success two years in a row. Somebody named Gavin Kyle Green finished last. There was no cut in this. Mm-hmm. He made 51500 dead last. Wow. Wow. It was a nice payday for the top 64 in the world. Yes, it Holy was. mackerel. And the ball goes a long way at 7,200 feet or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So. The course looked really nice, too. It did. I, I watched it a fair amount. It was built yesterday. in 1921. I was going to say, it's been there forever. Yeah. Chipol- yeah. Ch- Chipotlepec yeah. Golf Club. Ch- Chipotlepec? Okay. Yeah. My favorite yeah. part, though, I, I I have to say this, was when they came off that 18th uh, tee. <laughs> and I mean, it's just... It's predictable, but you hear. No, you did not hear that. Hey! Uh huh. Well, that's Maybe better. Not. That's better than another Barry joke. Right. We're gonna get one of those. How are your twins doing? Ah, uh, last they are up in. Uh, they lost Clearwater today. today. They were losing four to two, I think, late in the game. Was it four two? Four final? three was the final. Playing today. the Ooh, hated we fought uh, back. Who? It was four zero. Oh, the uh, Phils, baby. We hated Phillies. The Phillies. Yeah. The uh, nobody brings anybody to road games anymore. The Twins hardly took anybody up there, and uh, and uh, come on, Robbie Grossman was your three hitter today. Robbie hadn't played for about three, four days. I don't know. Uh, they only play him on road games. I yeah, guess. Robbie That's and cool. Kenny were the only two regular. Has well, the first go- baseman made his debut? Oh, yeah, he's played. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's unbeaten in home games, I think. He's played them all. <laughs> I think he's played all the home games. But he's he doesn't just, have to go on the road? He is just full of life and energy and good times this uh, spring. I think after having a good year last year, he's feeling pretty good. And if this is the last year, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I can't believe that he wouldn't want to come back. What else is he going to do? Well, he's got a pair of twins who might turn out to be hockey players. Who that's true. Knows. And then that's a full-time job. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timberwolves don't play again until Thursday. Boy, they needed this break, too. But I'm surprised they haven't signed anybody there, uh, you know, to some veteran to help them out here without Butler. But uh, they haven't done anything yet, so. Well, they left you with a nice, quiet ballpark today, didn't they? Oh, just me and the crows. Oh, you should have heard them yelling at the crows off the air. <laughs> Get out of here! Well, one of them damn near came in here. I saw a video of a crow today saying hello to a squirrel. And it, just, it actually said, hello. <laughs> How do these animals talk? Well, it did. And then it said, uh, can I share your peanuts with you? Mm-hmm. And then they had that. You'd love, you could do a crow study down here, because right I about could. this time, every day in yeah. the empty ballpark, love they them. come in and take it over. Sports Talk will return shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. And we had a pretty good day. Stocks rallied to start the week as concerns about a possible global trade war eased just a bit. 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 336 points to close at 24,874. The Dow is now back in positive territory for the year. The Nasdaq Composite rose 72 points and the S&P 500 gained 29. Shares of Plymouth fertilizer maker Mosaic rose 4.5% after Cowan and Company upgraded the stock. Amazon is in talks with big banks about building a checking account-like product that it could offer its customers. The talks are focused on creating a bank-like product that would appeal to younger customers and those who don't have traditional bank accounts. And candy giant Mars is rolling out something entirely new for M&M's lovers. It's not a new flavor. It's a mixed bag containing three types of M&M's in the same bag. You'll get regular peanut and crispy. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Okay, Bruce, thank you very much. We'll chat again tomorrow. We're going to check traffic here. This one... Sponsored by Indeed, and uh, sure enough, this snow is moving into the Twin Cities right now. We're seeing very light levels, but also uh, very slow speeds, so conditions are deteriorating quickly. Eastbound 62 and eastbound 494, they're both way off the pace, 100 over to Penn or so. If you're rolling between the downtowns, 94 eastbound at 12 minutes and rising. Looks like we have a little bit of uh, a delay right around Creighton. Uh, westbound between still looking good, and eastbound 36, my sketchy from 35W to Rice. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Hey, John Knight. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Rookie, I just had a thought. Yes. Yeah. Is it about Barry? Uh, <laughs> no, I bet I bet Nick Sealer is Sophia's favorite new player, right? She kind of models her game. Uh, yeah, a, a good, just a firecracker right <laughs> off the good, ice, and bam! A good, a, a good, good goon. That's a, that's a good, good scrapper. Yes. Sophia did have more penalty minutes than anything uh, than anything else. Well, that's, well, that's something good. to be proud of. How much, how much does it take to provoke her? I mean, will she put up with so much for only so long? Or is it gloves off right away? Uh, on the ice, uh, it's the first time you're. she's wronged, she's on. Right the away. coach said at her banquet, said Sophia would come off the ice and she would have been growling at a girl. So <laughs> Sophia said, I wanted to make that girl think I was a little crazy. So then she would be looking out for me next time I approached her on the ice. <laughs> As I said, All she'd have to do well, is tell him who her dad is. Just yeah. Start barking, go, and they think you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Light snow and 33 degrees. Uh, speaking of the Wild, they defeated Detroit four to one yesterday. We just found out. Uh, remember, Luke Kudin got hurt in that uh, game. Oh, uh, he uh, will be out the rest of the season. They just announced he suffered a torn ACL. Oh, that's wow. A, yeah, he'll they miss just the... made room for him by making uh, that trade. Or... That's yeah. lower body injury. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, he's expected to have surgery, repairs knee in the coming weeks, and will return to play. They say in about seven months. Wow. So they got to get that big goon from Boston U in here, then, Jordan Greenway. The uh, Wild will host Carolina tomorrow night. Do they own any rights for any Gopher players? They can sign those guys. They're cooked for the Did year. Did they lose again <laughs> to Penn State? Oh, my God. Yeah, but they're still in the tournament. Come they're on. Still gonna make, they, they will need, like, three upsets 
in uh, the playoffs do not make it. They're still 13th in the pairwise. I watched those mutts on Saturday. (laughs) They have no business playing in the tournament. What a (laughs) pathetic effort that was on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Twins lose to the Phillies this afternoon, 4-3. Kyle Gibson started. He went three innings, gave up two hits and one run. Gregorio Petit with a home run for the Twins. The Twins will play Baltimore. Tomorrow. You guys just sit around all weekend watching TV. You know, I'm glad yeah. you said that because I was thinking the same Pretty thing much. when you said it. Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> you don't feel any sense of regret like you wasted Well, your... no, once in a while I'll send a text to Rook or whatever, but that's about it. <laughs> when, but it, it doesn't feel like you're wasting your life? No. When you hit huh. a certain age, you'll it feel will. like you're wasting your right. life. I get Trust really me. angry if uh, I don't leave town every weekend. It just drives me crazy. Too much time around the fam. No, I went out to the uh, beach with Linneman and ogled young ladies. How about that? That's something. That's something. Interesting. I'm sure after you have your... uh, Stayed a respectable distance away. Did you you whistle and catcall? No. Not in modern, uh, you know, I just didn't want to get arrested. Reavers, after you have a couple of heart attacks, maybe that'll change. Probably. (laughs) My perspective on life will change. Yeah, Yeah, probably. News notes from today. A man who evaded police during a search that lasted all of this morning has been taken into custody this afternoon. Wow, what a police chase that was. Wyoming Police Chief Paul Ahabi said Jesse Lee Sater was arrested after the vehicle into which he was fleeing from Forest Lake police officers crashed at Interstate 35W and County Road 23 in Lionel Lakes at about 1230 this afternoon. Uh, This all started, as Kenny alluded to there, uh, when Wyoming police reportedly pulled over a vehicle for not having lights on about 3.30 this morning. Hobby said the traffic stop, a male suspect with warrants, Sater was in the passenger seat with a female behind the wheel. Uh, Sater is alleged to have pushed the female out of the vehicle, then rammed a police squad car as he tried to flee. Oh, there wasn't a physical altercation? Uh, no, oh. just he pushed the gal out and oh, okay. took off. All right. Off. Well, that, I, I think that the gal thought there was a physical yes. altercation. I, I think the uh, that I think that uh, relationship is on the rocks here mm-hmm. now. That uh, sorry, honey, I got to throw you out of the car. An officer at the scene suffered minor injuries. The chase continued on to Forest Lake. That would be the actual lake, not the city, which is in the same area. Where Sater allegedly abandoned the vehicle, fled on foot across the ice, successfully getting away from police. And at about eight thirty this morning, police received a tip that Sater may have entered the Forest Lake Walmart. The store was emptied and swept by police, but he was not found. About 12.30 this afternoon, Force Lake police observed him getting into a vehicle as a passenger. When officers tried to pull over the vehicle, he is alleged to have jumped behind the wheel and taken off again. That chase ended with a crash in Lionel Lakes. Sater is currently being evaluated at the hospital. I was able to watch a little bit of that. They were on Minnesota 97. You know where that crosses yep. over 35. Uh, westbound, and that turns into Lake Drive and uh, turns into County 23, and they ended up uh, crashing right by that McDonald's on County 23 and 35W. This and thing went on for hours, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, he was unaccounted for for, you know, six oh, okay. hours yeah, or so. Yeah, okay. a good portion. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, State Patrol has confirmed an officer-involved shooting on I-94 West, about three miles east of Moorhead today. According to a release from the Department of Public Safety, the incident took place around 10.30 this morning. State Trooper reportedly arrived on the scene and found a vehicle that had lost control, hitting the median barrier. Trooper then made contact with the vehicle's two occupants, a male and a female. The release says that at some point during the encounter, the trooper discharged the weapon, striking the female, who's alleged to have fled into a nearby field before she was later located. 
The male passenger taken into custody, the female transported to Essentia Hospital in Fargo. Release also said another firearm was recovered at the scene. Trooper involved was not injured, has been placed on standard paid leave as procedure calls for. John, what is going on in our state's roads here with all these crazy people trying to run away from the cops? The one that really bothers all of us is this jackass that beat this old man oh, within man. inches of his life. I really, really wish... Have we found him yet? I uh, wish nope. somebody would have the balls to come forward and turn this guy in because you know he's shooting his mouth off about it somewhere. And Isn't that up in your uh, neck of the That's woods? That's uh, very close to my home, yes. A little bit actually. north of you? Ham Lake there. Well, yeah. Kenny, I asked this earlier, but when you're if you're a 30-year-old guy, Guy, and you follow this old, and you realize it's Grandpa Wilson. Don't you just walk away? Number one, you don't get in these altercations. <laughs> you're number, right. Number no, you're two, right. you don't follow anybody ever. But yeah, number three, absolutely, Chris. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's yeah. yeah he needs yeah. jail time and a lot of it. And I know somebody knows this guy. You got to turn this guy in. Some folks are questioning a billionaire investor and former presidential advisor for unloading about thirty-one million dollars. <laughs> A steel-related stock company. This is a great one. Just days before President Trump announced he'd impose steep tariffs on foreign steel and aluminum, news that, of course, sent the stock markets and especially steel markets tumbling around the world. Beginning February 12th and February 22nd, three of Carl Icahn's companies happened to place four sell orders amounting to $31,277,000, according to a Securities and Exchange Commission filing. I don't think there's anything crooked there. That's the the time. Carl. Carl, do you really need thirty-one million? He's got like several billion. He's, right? uh, he's a rich fella. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Icon owned more than five percent of Manitowoc Company Inc.'s shares. They're the leading global manufacturer of cranes <laughs> and lifting solutions, based in Wisconsin. The powerful nor'easter that hit the East Coast last week has uncovered a piece of history in Maine. Oh, good. The York Police Department posted photos on their Facebook page of an old ship buried at Short Sands Beach. The department says occasionally a storm moves enough sand for the ship to be seen, and this time a lot of it can be seen, they're saying. According to uh, to the York Weekly, archaeological work done in the 80s showed the wreck could be from around the time of the Revolutionary War. It was first seen back in 1958, last seen in 2013. Uh, Meanwhile, Maine expected to get a hit with another nor'easter this Wednesday. That storm could bring over a foot of snow and rain possibly in that area. What's the secret to a long life? Matilda Kershia Whiskey. Booze, yeah. Well, I I hope not. Matilda Kershia has a very specific recipe. Kershia lives in San Francisco. Uh, she's 101 years old. She says that she has one beer and three potato chips every night before she goes to bed. She credits that. That's like for, you need to adjust that, your... Uh, that reminds me of somebody who has a glass of milk and two cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and then retires for the evening. I haven't had chips Ahoy for quite a while. <laughs> I switched to fruit. <laughs> oh, how euphorian of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is very delicate. She told the station in San Diego, I have some no... some grapes with some apple slices. <laughs> I have no pain, and I do my exercises every day. I have my beer, and I eat my potato chips. That's about all it takes. Three Folk... stinking chips. <laughs> that's a, that's my problem. I've never just had one beer, and I've never just had three chips. It's tough for me to just have yeah. a beer and three chips. Right. That would be tough. Matthew's recipe, 15 beers, four bags of chips. Right, right. <laughs> Folks who have lived for 100 years or more consistently report alcohol is a part of the reason. Florence Beards from Maine turned 100 last year. She loves wine. 
She uh, credits wine with keeping her alive. 105-year-old Jack Reynolds credits whiskey, which he drinks in his tea every morning, and it is lemonade every evening. Now, oh and this is a serious question. Do you think it's not the uh, effect of the alcohol on your body, but it rather the effect of the alcohol on your brain? It makes everything and all the idiots around you more tolerable. Absolutely. So That's got to be what it is. Not as much stress? Yeah. Makes yeah. other people sure. interesting. Yes. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> one way to put it. Although uh, studies do find if you drink in moderation, that actually could lower your chance of a heart attack or stroke. But that'd be two or four drinks in a night. Mm-hmm. Wait, so I can have two or four? That's what it said. I'll take two. <laughs> I'll take two. Some nights I'll take four. <laughs> In Florida. Resuming his news in the TCL broadcast studio. You know, we never followed up about Mr. Petty's death. Okay. Well, did, yeah. you, did you hear we the... We did that off the air? Yeah, we did that off the air the oh. other day. I don't know if you saw, Joe. Did you see the follow-up? Was it an opioid problem? It was an opioid overdose, yes. Yeah, yeah he had been taking all sorts of fentanyl and uh, even a fentanyl form of it that's not allowed in the U.S. Uh, legally in any way. Uh, apparently, uh, he had uh, been on tour with that broken hip that he didn't want to get fixed. He wanted to instead perform. Huh. So, but anyway, yeah, the follow John, this seems to be an issue in the music business. Yeah? Uh, guys dying of overdoses. Yeah. You know. Stop dancing. <laughs> Is it any, and I don't mean this as funny as it's going to sound, is it any better if it's that kind of overdose as opposed to saying a recreational drug overdose? Yeah. I, I don't. I, I just read a piece by so. Flea no. of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, who, It was a, actually intelligently written. Uh, he's been clean for 20 years, and he was given opioids, and he, he blames a great deal of this on the medical profession. Mm-hmm. Quit giving these things to people. Tell them you're going to hurt for a while. No, that's unacceptable. Yeah. All right. Ricey, you went through this, and you didn't seem to have any issues. What, what? Well, when you had surgery, you were higher than a monkey on crack. Oh, and, yeah, I took a and little... And you kicked uh, right well, away. When I had the gallbladder, I yeah. had to take a little more, a couple of pops of morphine, but just one I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't going to walk around in excruciating pain thinking I was going to turn into a drug addict, you know, <laughs> oh. just... You know, if I can give up Tangeray, I can give up anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> the nectar of the gods. It's yes. the nectar. I gave up the nectar of the gods. <laughs> what do you think? You know, the, the legend is at the Last Supper, Yeah, they had wine in those jugs. No, they had Tangeray. Thank you. I think you performed a little, a uh, couple of magic tricks and said, we're going Tangeray here, boys. You know, it's my last old night. JC said, try some of this stuff. Yeah, wait till I get a load of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Researchers studying invasive Burmese pythons in Florida came upon something they'd never seen before. An 11-foot-long python had consumed an entire deer that weighed more than the snake itself. Snakes will do that. Wildlife Mm -hmm. biologists... That's just gluttony. That is. That's what it looks like. That's over the top. The wild, yeah. don't, don't show me, Barry. Don't no, me. <laughs> Although that is a python. The wildlife biologist tracking the creature stumbled upon the bloated snake in Collier Seminoles. Like Barry swallowed it. <laughs> in Collier Seminole State Park. 
or a couple of sandbags or something. <laughs> when, they, when they moved the creature. So you didn't room with him. Right. Got it. Yeah. Got it. They moved the creature. It began regurgitating a white-tailed deer fawn. Was it alive? No, no. Oh. Biologist Ian Bartizek told the Naples Daily News the fawn weighed 35 pounds. The snake, 31 and a half pounds. Burmese pythons, which can grow nearly 20 feet long, brought to South Florida as pets in the late 70s. Of course, they become a problematic invasive species. Yes, they have, Johnny. Can you kill they them? Have. Oh, yeah, they got, you, you, oh, they they got they bounties got, on them. Randy Wayne White just wanted to, he sent me a pic of a, of a hunt that he went on. Yeah. He's just got a huge, because they're a problem, because people take them as pets and then just release them into the wild. He, uh, you know, he said hello to you two guys when I saw him here the other day. He didn't remember me, but he said hello to you two guys. So. <laughs> he he said, I, say, nice he, to meet you? He says, yeah, he said, nice to meet you. He said, because, uh, uh, you know, Joe and uh, I hear Joe, I hear Rookie do the impersonation of you. I said, yeah, okay, well, we've met about five times, Randy, but that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> you got the old Roycey snub from him, Yeah, huh? yes, no I got the big league snub. Organizers of the Big Cheese Festival, that's the name of it, capital letters, Big Cheese Festival in England, apologizes to attendees after running out of cheese. Had one job. Oh, no. (laughs) The organizers were inundated with complaints on social media after the Saturday event unexpectedly ran out of the cheese, despite promising, quote, a plethora of the finest international cheesemakers and mongers showcasing their amazing cheeses. I'd like a good cheese event. What about Velveeta's? Did they Those run out Brits. of Velveeta? <laughs> Those Brits can make some cheese, too. It's fantastic. Didn't you, Joe, isn't that the place where you bought the wheel? Didn't you buy a big wheel of bought cheese? a wheel of cheese once. Yeah. yeah. It was about 75 <laughs> bucks. Yep. Organizers <laughs> send a Facebook post. Enough cheese for a month. Still having it. Still eating it. Still eating it. I don't understand what's wrong with a simple brick of Velveeta. Plenty. There's plenty of snobs. First of all, it's not cheese. That would be starter. Looks like it. Organizers said in a Facebook post that the weather prevented some cheese vendors as well as some performers of other types from attending the event. Uh, They said, we take great pride in what we do and we take the opinions of our customers seriously and we apologize. Cheese comedians or what what do you mean performers? No, they had had, uh, live comedy, local bands, and DJs performing. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. A selection of jazz, funk, and R&B. Oh, oh, oh. And then they no, also no, featured no, no, no. R and Brie. They yeah. also featured uh, movie clips that involved cheese. Okay. You know what they call a quarter pound of a cheese in France? <laughs> Tell them, Vincent. Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Royale. You know why they call it that? Because of the metric system. Check out the big brain on bread. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I love that movie. Uh, some not-so-smart folks in Houston. The Houston Police Department says one man was shot and killed by a party-goer after he decided to put on a bulletproof vest. Police were called at 1.30 in the morning. Nothing good happens at 1.30. After reports of a deadly shooting in the Heights in the Houston, in the city of Houston. According to investigators, about six to eight people were at the residence for a party. Authorities say one man decided to put on a bulletproof vest while one of the party-goers fired a shot at him. Houston Police Detective Homicide Sergeant Mark Holbrook said it's unusual that people would put on bulletproof vests and play with guns at a party, but 
these things happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Police are working to locate the person who shot the victim and make uh, and another male to determine more about the incident. Is that is that God just we- weeding out the dummies? Mm-hmm. Is that what that is? Just did it go through the vest, John? Investigators Joe are waiting on forensics to figure out whether the bullet went through the vest or somehow skipped uh, in between. Well, how far area. away were they? I mean, that I don't probably know. point blank range. Hey, uh, before I go, I heard a joke over the weekend. Oh, and I, I've been oh waiting all oh weekend to sell Such this joke. Mm-hmm. Joe, what do they call dogs in Alaska? Dogs. Chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you waiting to tell me that? That was pathetic. Because I knew it would piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> Chili dogs. Chili dogs. Yeah. I kind of like that. And with that, I'll step away. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, just, I'll hold I don't coat. think there's a three year old in America who wouldn't laugh her ass off. <laughs> right. I'm going to tell that you, to the kids when I get home. You can tell that to the grandkids, yeah. Pat. Yeah, that's, that's a good right, one. Right. <laughs> a stinky problem in New Mexico, a skunk smell is plaguing the town of Hagerman, New Mexico. I like a skunk smell. Do you? Yeah. Seriously? Yep. I like it from a distance. Yes, yeah, I when do. you're driving. I like skunks. Why How is it smelling you? like skunks? Uh, this is because of the mild winter that's bringing all Are you of sure the, it wasn't weed? All the skunks out <laughs> early. Viola Badcock, the owner of Hagerman Township Animal Shelter, said the animals are hanging in town and generally are not healthy. Uh, she says the stink is a growing problem. Hagerman Police Patrolman Adam Chavez says officers are setting up traps around town. Healthy skunks caught in the traps will be relocated on the east side of town near a local river. All right, very good, Johnny. Thank you. What's coming up, Patrick? Oh, uh, hey, Bob Herrig, who's the ESPN golf columnist, will be with us about 4.15 or so. And I'm going to talk to Collar about, uh, he has a piece today on the website about the uh, quarterback situation. And, uh, of course, what we always have on Monday, Manny's four deep thoughts from the weekend, which will kick off the show at 4 o'clock. Manny better not have a deep thought about the combine. Uh, they're not worthy of deep thoughts. Boy, they're on 24 hours a day, though, if you're clicking channels. I know. Uh, it. I saw some of it by accident. I couldn't they, believe it. Uh, quite a phenomenon, though, the one-handed uh, linebacker who runs faster than any linebacker they've had in 20 years. Yeah, and he's the guy lifting weights, too, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. he's fantastic. So, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's it. We got that. And it's another uh, – we'll give, a, we'll give a few updates on George Thomas raking, too. Uh, he's down there going like crazy on this off day, too. So. All right, 1,500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 35 degrees. The uh, snow is still expected. Dave Dahl has put out the call at that uh, later drive time rush hour could be problematic. Snow on the way.